0: turn to the Rebel
1: FM, the Rebel FM, the Rebel Hello, it's Rebel FM episode 303 uh, And here we are Is three, Isn't 303 that
2: really awful emo band from um, Probably from a from from 303 Den- area from code From
1: Denver uh, I don't know about them, but I'm Anthony Gagos, and I've never been in an emo band, and I'm here with... That's them. not true. No, nah, it wasn't an emo band. It was like, if it Thrice is an emo band. I'm pretty sure people consider Thrice an emo band. Hmm. I don't, yeah, okay. Well, we were a lot like Thrice, so I don't know. <laughs> so uh, you were literally
0: in an emo band.
1: Arthur's here. <laughs> surprising no one. Arthur Gies, and James Faulkner joins us. Hello. Um. Yeah, that was a long time ago a long time ago like like at this point that's like been like the better part of 11 years <laughs> mm-hmm. so do you still you know, they're in- playing at the warfield in september yeah no they're all back together they're releasing an album, and it's actually good yeah i was pretty impressed hmm. yeah
2: do you still play music occasionally
1: uh when i occasionally play with your bosses yeah but that's about it all right. so i haven't played with them in quite a while i think the kindest
0: assessment of their sound would be post hardcore but i think that visu definitely Strayed more towards the idea of emo at the time.
1: Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, their newer stuff is a little bit more. I think favorably. You could be less generous calling it post hardcore, but yeah, some of that stuff for a while was.
0: There's like different schools of po- like when I think of post hardcore, I think of like Caven, okay, and like Perfect Pitch Black, era Caven, but
1: yeah, Thrice has been a little bit all over the place. And when they started, they were definitely a lot more whiny. So they've gotten. Or that's not true. I guess they... Yeah, whatever. This is where. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're not here to talk about Thrice. No, we can talk about whatever the hell we want. Mm-hmm. Video games. Um, TVs. TVs oh, sometimes. Oh, Life. It's fucking TVs. I played the, the new Warhammer expansion. It's interesting because, you know, when you think about an expansion for a Total War game, like, where does your mind go price-wise? If They're like, we're adding a new army. and then Mind you, the game shipped with, I think, four armies. Uh 15? Right? 15 okay okay
2: uh it was i, I feel like that, that's just a cynical mind of mine like i just like it this seems like a lot but
1: okay it was yeah. 20 and that was struck me as a lot too and a lot of people i know yeah. it struck us a lot like we were like well the game was 60 and it shipped with uh orcs dwarfs empire and chaos and and it's like so you know for that price you're like Oh, and Vampire Ground. So a ship of five for 60, and you're like, oh, now they're adding one for 20. Yeah. It struck a lot of people. as kind of weird. Um, But I will say, like, when you see how much work goes into an, an individual army, yeah. like, when I think about the man hours that had to have happened to that, like, a, like, tons of unique animations, a bunch of unique models, uh, you know, obviously tons of new dialogue, audio, video, blah, blah, It's $20, though. I know. It, it, uh, the Despite man hours, it's hard to... You can't sell hours of people worked to people... As consumers, right? Yeah. That being said, I think the cool thing is it's not just an army; it also comes with like a mini campaign that's like completely separate from the normal game. That still still like a lot. It takes place on a different map. It's a more focused thing that you can play through in like two and a half hours, as opposed to playing through nine hours, like a normal match takes. Like Mm -hmm. the normal match is like the normal match is like you're you're going in Civ and this is like a short little contain- campaign you mean yes that. and this is like you're doing a contained experience that takes place within one forest of the empire and it's like way more focused which army is this this is the beastmen so um, these are the guys that are basically satyrs and right and uh unicorns you, well yeah the kind, kind of yeah the, it, it's like, they are chaos still they're like very evil but they're very much like they look like they could be at a furry convention all of them you <laughs> know you got minotaurs and you got uh Weird, weird. I mean, they're mostly goat people. Mm-hmm. um Hooven folk. But they still have like weird monstrosity beasts, and everything around them is just around the idea that, like, it's it's cool. It's just like all the other Warhammer games, this one has added an expansion where, uh, you know, every army is meant to be played differently, and so this one's no different in the sense that like beastmen don't get to take cities, mm-hmm. so all they take places is like a roaming army, and uh. Their whole thing is that they are all about the moon. So, as every few turns, the moon cycles. Mm-hmm. And so, you have to fight when there's, like, a good moon for you because it, like... A,
2: a full moon. Or it like, basically,
1: yeah. get your guys' blood up. You get to pick from, like, four options what you want the moon effect to be on your dudes yeah. at the time. And they're just a really cool army because their whole thing is that they're hidden. So, they're kind of annoying, I'm sure, to fight against because... You have an idea where the Beastman army is, and you just kind of have to move your armies close to them to hopefully discover them, because they're always in ambush mode. Hmm. And in that game, when you ambush someone, it literally changes the map you play on to be that the enemy army doesn't get a chance to deploy. They're all just in a straight line, and you appear within like a few feet of them and just hit them immediately. That's fucking crazy. It's really fucked up to ambush an army. Like, I've been in that game when I've gotten ambushed, and that means, like, instead of, like, you know, soldiers at the front, archers in the back, and all that. It just means everyone's just, like, immediately engaged. It completely changes the way that they play. And that's, like, Beastmen's whole thing. Their whole thing is that half their units don't even deploy in their zone. They can deploy anywhere in the map and just immediately flank you. Like, they're a really fucked-up army to fight against.
2: At, at, that, at that point, if you're the other army, are you, like, trying to rebuild, like, your structure of, like, your, your footmen and, and then cavalry and then your
1: archers? Totally. Like, like if you get smashed on... Your goal is to, like, well, who can stay here and hold while the other ones retreat and reform? Yeah. Like, you know, like, you're basically at that point trying to salvage something really bad. Beastmen, when you fight them, basically, if you're the other army, you have to have, like, three armies around at once so that the one gets ambushed. Mm-hmm. Your other ones can come in to help. Because if you're by yourself, one-on-one versus the Beastmen army, you're going to get fucked up. Yeah. Like, that's just the bottom line.
2: Are they... Do they have any unique
1: properties outside of that? Or are they pretty much... The they're hidden, like, their hidden so- thing is their big thing. that yeah. They're constantly hidden. And they're also very good at, like... Like, they have guys with really shitty leadership, but they all move really fast. Mm -hmm. Like, they're basically, like, all their guys are, like, being mounted on horses. They move so fast all the time.
0: Can they... Does that mean they can be routed easily if they... Yeah,
1: that's just it. Like, when you send... Are checks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll see they have a bar right under their health bar for the unit that's, like, a leadership thing. And if, like, a big... Like a guy in a Griffin comes slamming into them, all of a sudden you'll see like they're like
0: or like siege weaponry or whatever siege
1: weaponry will do it. Or if like they're fighting and they get flanked or attacked in the rear, that's like an immediate panic check basically for them. And if they're near your general, they'll just like in Warhammer, they'll be like a little bit bolstered. Or if they're fighting next to another unit and they feel like their flank secure, they'll fight better. But if it's just like a, like with Beastmen, you constantly send a man being like, well, they'll run, but they need to hold that line long enough. For like the next unit to be ready for when they break, they can rush in. Like yeah. beastmen is just different. Like when you play as dwarfs, every unit's precious to you. When you play as humans, you're like, oh man, they're the good guys. I don't want them to die. When you play as beastmen, you're like, this is the fucking chaff. The yeah, the horde. That I send in this chaff to die. There's literally like a subspecies of the beastmen that are, you're like racist towards, basically, and you just send them in to just get bloodied and run, and then your real men go in and finish the job <laughs> after like the. The slaves basically go in and do their Judicious. initial fight, yeah, I mean they are they're an evil army when you're playing them you're not in the mindset of like when when you're playing them, you go to like others when you're playing dwarfs and you go to a city and you fight it it's like, do you want to colonize it and make it a dwarf city, okay, or you know you'll subdue it, but you don't with beastmen it's like how ground. do you want to burn it to the ground? Yeah. Do you want to eat everyone or do you want to like take their money and it's just like okay. Both? This is a fucked up army. Like
0: They don't take prisoners either, I assume like cuz no. they don't they don't they can't refill their ranks the way that the human armies can. Yeah, no.
1: You I mean they can eat people to refill their ranks. That's how they do it. Like that's how they get health back for their units as they eat oh, it's, the casualties. like
0: but But there's unit health and there's also, like, numbers, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, with humans, normally, yeah, if you can go into an area and you can, like, replenish, like, a little bit of replenish. Or, like,
0: when you defeat another army, like, you can take
1: prisoners. Prisoners can be In some cases, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. no, beastmen, you eat them if you want to replenish any back. (laughs) So they're just kind of fucked up. Uh, I won't go that deep into it. I've already talked about Warhammer a lot, but it's a really fucking good game and it's a good expansion. $20, I feel like, will be hard for a lot of people to swallow. And it is a little weird because that game tries to maintain the T rating like all Total Wars. So when you watch the initial cutscene there's just like them posting heads on poles and them like slamming axes repeatedly into dudes and there's no blood mm. whatsoever. So, like, uh, that's the game I that-
0: might not be that upset about the absence of gratuitous gore, but
1: <laughs> No, 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 I'm not either. It's just that that, that that Total War is a famous for, as a series for a game that sells gore for four ninety nine. Yeah, Like, if you want it. And because they have to sell it because if they gave it away as a free update, it would move them into a mature rating oh so that 's how I they get around it.
0: This sold like a, a thing like that
1: yes, it sells an option for blood and gore, but it is five dollars or whatever and and the reason they have to sell it is because now it 's an optional add on and it allows the base game to keep a t rating if they mm-hmm. gave it away for free, it would be an automatic mature rating, which would. Which would make it really hard to release in countries like Germany and
0: right or or China.
1: Yeah, so that's why they do it like this. They've oh, total war for years has always sold the blood. I didn't as an add on if had no idea. if you wanted it to maintain a T rating. Huh. So just a little interesting tidbit about yeah, huh. you know. and it doesn't bother me that there's no blood either. Basically, guys fall in this game, and all they do is they fall down, and you can tell that. Are I'm, you
0: still playing it from like a thousand feet up?
1: Exactly. At the end, all I see is little pixels of of a piles of dudes. You know. Like, half the time when I play... I actually thought about this the other day, Arthur. I was like, I could honestly play this game as one banner moving into another banner. Like, the way that I play it most of the time. Like, I hardly ever go down there and be like... Oh, Look at the pretty models as they engage in hand-to-hand. Which is
0: too bad because they are like I would. There, it's very, it's very good-looking game. It's, I think it's the best-looking Total War game, yeah.
2: So far, and when but.
1: artillery hits, people go flying, and it's. But like it's, it just doesn't feel particularly playable that way. No, it doesn't. Like you know, Company Heroes is scaled down enough that you can still see and the it's crazy very, action.
0: Like it's more intimate.
1: Yes, and this is just like. Literally, sometimes you're fielding two thousand units against two thousand yeah. units, and it's which just is
0: like, why like Warhammer 40k always seemed like a better RTS license.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, this is very much about moving blocks of dudes around. So it's which it's true not. to Warhammer. Yeah, fantasy, but um, totally impractical. Totally impractical. More time setting up a game than playing it. Yes, <laughs> I I would do. I do not like. Part of me is like, oh, I should try that again. I'm like, nah, no, no, we shouldn't um
0: i mean there i granted though there are places where you could do that now i think more so than when you lived in davis like there's a game store in oakland that i think that yeah
1: end game in oakland nuts. is a really cool little Like off washington and like 10th in, yeah 10th and washington or something yeah. it's a really cool shop ticking over like an old like old swan's
0: yeah, and they have a, they're opening a coffee shop next door.
1: It is open. Yeah, it's yeah. really nice. They have a coffee shop and they have a whole upstairs gaming area there's with tables. Nice there's a like
0: sausage place next
1: door. Um No, there's like every town now has like a well, I shouldn't say every town, but a lot of big cities now have yeah. multiple big uh, gaming stores with gaming spaces and
2: Yeah. There's a place on the uh, Vizdera by my house that it's like that the the board game store that has like a space that are they're constantly people playing there. Yeah. Like an uh, like young young old male and female and then yeah. Like four doors down, there's a comic book shop and like
1: then a couple of Yeah, Berkeley shops. has games of Berkeley. It has like a whole gigantic section for tables, including an underground section. So if you really want to be a nerd in the basement, you can do it there. Um, and then I also played Tiny Towers. That's like a game that just came out. I think it might be a PS Plus game right now, but I'm not sure. Was this an, I- was an iOS game? It might have been an iOS game. I'm not sure. I heard that it might have been, but it's on PSN now on Steam and might be on Xbox One. It's basically Tetris with physics, mm-hmm. but it's competitive and it's not where you're, you're not stacking the Tetris blocks. They're the Tetris shapes, but as you stack them, you know, like they could tip and stuff like that and cause your tower to fall apart. You're not clearing lines. Mm-hmm. The goal is to like build a tower of a certain height before like your competitor does okay. like online multiplayer is the shit in it. Cause like, as you build, you're like, here's the goal, build up to there before the other guy and you guys are getting the same blocks and you have to make the choice. Like, am I going to build a really stable base? Or am I gonna just like try and build vertically, but like if you don't land it just right because there's a lot more granularity in the movement of the pieces, you know, you might land it and then it'll like totally fuck up the weight distribution of your tower and it can all go collapsing. Is it is it two D or like three D blocks? It's two D blocks. Okay. But it's uh and then as you reach certain tiers as you're building up towards the finish line, that's when you'll unlock like, basically, I could see the equivalent of Mario Kart running over a question mark block. Yeah. You'll get a power, and and whenever you get a power, you can always choose, do I want to do something positive for me, or do I want to do something fucked up for him? And, like, a mm-hmm. fucked up thing might be, like, he's getting one of those T-shaped blocks, and you use it, and all of a sudden, the T-shaped block grows to, like, 10 times its normal size, and he has to figure out how to put that in there. And it's, <laughs> like, 10 times normal size and weight, which means it'll fuck up his tower, yeah. depending on what he does with it. So... But it's it's actually just a really cute. I know
0: which one you would choose.
1: I always do the fucked up one. Yeah, I know. Pretty much, except I so, loved
0: with you for a while.
1: Sometimes I'll do the good one if it's like you'll get a, a good power example of it is like a vine, and the vine when you, that means it attaches a vine to your piece, and when you land that piece, the, any pieces it's touching now are vined and are like much more structurally sound. Hmm. So it's like a way of reinforcing your tower. There's all and you can play on levels with wind and when you play in a level with wind you can like do some bullshit where the tower is kind of leaning into the wind yeah. and still keeping itself up like it's it's a really cool take like people will look at it and probably think ah it's just fucking tetris but it does not involve line clearing whatsoever Yeah, like that is not the goal of the game it's
0: like physics based jenga
1: it is like physics based competitive jenga like, trying to build up that that and uh mount your friends yeah uh, and sometimes it'll have a line on the map and the line will be don't cross this line so who can who can build the most squished tower like at the widest with the most piece most pieces with the most pieces without crossing over that line first there's like stuff like that or there's like uh, there's also just modes of every time your tower falls a block falls off you lose a heart and you have three hearts so now it's who can continue to build the most stable tower and not lose a piece and you're doing things to each other like sending fucked up blocks to make them lose pieces that's that sounds pretty great yeah no it's it's a really smart little game Mm -hmm. like way more fun like I was playing against random people on steam last night super fun like uh is it one v one or you can play up to up to one v one v one v one like four player free for all and that's actually a really cool way to do it because anytime you use a fucked up one it happens to all three yeah so and you can play four player local as well so it's 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 a really cool game like i feel like that is like to me that game could be right there with like towerfall and other little party games as far as like let's just play a few rounds of this because it's like super easy to pick up because at this point, chances are, fucking someone has played Tetris. And you just tell them, like, build a tower, but try and build it stable. Mm-hmm. You have two other buttons to press, and that's it. Like, it's really cool. We should try doing that.
0: Uh, remember this game for Extra, extra life? life? Oh, yeah. for
1: sure. That's a for sure Extra Life game. It's it's fucking really great. Um, I wonder what game will be ruining my life this year during Extra Life.
2: Uh, uh, that's that's
1: post-October. So who knows? Hard to say.
0: It is hard to say.
1: It's hard to say what will be ruining my life at any given <laughs> moment in fall. Um, and then the other game I checked out is this game called RimWorld. It's a, I think it's a early access, but if it is, it seems pretty much done at this point. It is a, it is looks exactly like Prison Architect because it is that company made Prison Architect and the company made this drew from the same paid to use assets. Like it is, okay. that, it is that same sort it's of game maker, right? It may be, but like there's like a store that you can buy assets from and they bought obviously bought the same assets, except RimWorld, unlike Prison Architect, still the same sort of thing where you're like clearing out land, building buildings, uh, worrying about individuals, except the premise of it is basically Firefly. You are colonists on this new world and you have to worry about things like space pirates coming down and attacking you. And so you're trying to build this new colony. And as you get there, you know, you're like, how you fucking clear out the forest? You take this rifle and start hunting animals. You, I guess, sit there and work on construction. Like, we need beds and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's very much in that sort of management sim <laughs> that I feel like if you liked things like Prison Architect or if you liked, I mean, honestly, if you get off on doing things like like any sort of management, I'm trying to think of a good, like, The Sims or... Uh,
0: Cities XL.
1: Cities XL. It's also been compared a lot to Dwarf Fortress mm-hmm. in the sense that, like, your AI people, they are doing their own things. You can say, like, I would like this zone cleared, and you can occasionally click on someone and be like, go hunt this fucking animal, and they'll do it. Just yeah. like in Dwarf Fortress. But if you walk away and just say, uh, here's a massive thing to clear, build these four structures, you could walk away for ten minutes, and, like, shit will just happen. Yeah, Like, maybe someone will start to lose their fucking minds and decide to start executing sounds people. a little
0: bit like fucked up kingdom for keflings.
1: Yeah, like, someone might, exactly, yeah, someone might in your camp decide to start, like, I'm going to execute this fucking person because I don't like them. Like, my social with them has fallen so low, I'm going to murder them.
2: Oh, so they're they're actually, like, interacting and, like, having stories. Yes, like,
1: you have to... You can click on each individual and find out where they stand with any given person or animal. Mm -hmm. Like, you'll, like, I have a cat in my camp, and certain people are, like... You know, so far, like, yeah, I like that cat. But, yeah, I'm sure someone could be like, fuck that cat, you know? (laughs) And so her name is Fuck butterscotch you. i think so butterscotch the cat in can't but like butterscotch could get murdered right when yeah. the space pirates attack butterscotch could be a casualty in that attack and that's you, like then you gotta go, to go fucking murder those
0: them. space pirates yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's like you know you it's like an interesting thing where you're like trying to yeah i guess you know another game space Base df9 like mm-hmm. the double find one was a little bit like that where you're like attracting new people to your colony uh that other game i played that's made by the people that got bought by riot uh stone yeah like that's another game that's like about attracting new citizens and building out this camp and assigning people to specific jobs like you are now a warrior you are now a builder it's that same sort of thing just with a much higher level of sim going on for psychology and stuff behind the scenes yeah like that makes a really big difference their personality and their psychology will really play into it as you go and you know hmm. and, so and like, they like preferences and, and yeah I, th- I feel like it's a little bit like Something like Stonehearth mixed with this war of mine, where people are like fucked up from things that happened and stuff like that. And okay. so okay. Hmm. with like really deep management of the land and making sure you've planted enough crops and having to worry about stuff like rainfall.
0: Sounds a little bit like it appeals to your O C D
1: Yeah, it's definitely like I said, it's 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 that same sort of like dwarf fortress vein of like I could definitely see like you play one colony for the next year and a half and you're just like massaging this one colony very, you know, although I can also see it becoming one of those games where it's mostly about the stories that come out of it rather than playing it. That is the interesting part. Like I've seen people play Dwarf Fortress and it's not that interesting to me when I see it.
2: Especially, especially with like the ASCII art. Yes. Here. Like I don't but know. But when, f-
1: he- when I hear the stories of Dwarf Fortress, yeah. like where I had a friend who was like, we kept on being attacked by this giant monster and then one of my dwarf rangers who lost his hand to it went and tracked it over the next six months and eventually he slayed it and now he's known as like blah 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 the thing slayer i was like all right that's pretty fucking cool that's a cool little story that came out of your weird fucking simulation you know or when people tell me like yeah my dwarfs, uh, i only built one exit out of their fortress and then that got caved in and then they just started eating each other and you're just like <laughs> jesus christ you know that's kind of hilarious like, that's the type of stories. That's what, that's the stories I want to tell in my game. Time till cannibalism. So, <laughs> nice. I think about cannibalism. You mean time between cannibalism. I think about cannibalism probably far too often. Not like I want to do it. So, at all? Not like I want to do it, but I just sometimes think, like, man. Wait, you could... think about it or you consider it? No, like, could I do it? That's more the the thought I have. Like, if I was in that, you know, like, sometimes I flash back to the first time What's I saw What's
0: your cannibalism threshold if you thought about it so much? <sighs> Are we talking like alive or trapped in a room for a day?
1: No, we're talking like alive. Okay. Yeah, and that's the movie I always think of obviously for cannibalism of our generation because I movie feel like of real events, yeah. Yes, that. And well, and I specifically feel like we were in the age group of when that movie came out. I was probably like 13. And everybody talked about it, yeah. Like, and I saw it and I was just like, "Jesus Christ." You know. Why would you go see that movie? I didn't. I feel like my brother and sister rented it and it was one of those things I sat down and watched with them and I was like, engrossed as a kid, but also like... Horrified. Yeah. Because people eating. And also you find out at the end that they were only like 12 miles from people, but they just didn't know. I mean, you know, as it is when you're up in the mountains. I mean, 12 miles when you're up in the snow and you don't have any sense Why of direction. It was something totally manageable, but you know, it's like, you don't know when you're up in the wilderness. Because yeah, I've
0: actually seen... Uh, I've seen a documentary about those, those dudes.
1: Yeah. I mean... I, I don't know how long it would take, but I just feel like, could I do it? I don't know. Maybe. So, but. I don't think,
2: yeah. I don't think I could, like, kill someone to eat them. I think that would, that's the
0: my first Oh, game. kill you, someone? No. You could no. hunt a man. No,
1: no, no. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying, could I eat a dead person, right? I don't know. Yeah. And in Alive, they were in a very specific situation that was actually beneficial in the sense that the bodies were frozen in the snow.
2: Was this a Donner Party
1: party? No, this was specifically a a group of kids that were like a soccer team and they crashed in the Andes or something like that. Mm. And they were South American and they were up there for like 28 days or something like that. And like they, all they had was like the chocolates that were on this and it wasn't a big plane. It was a pretty small plane. So they had the chocolates on this plane and what survived in the half of the plane that was there. And that was Uh, it. Clothing wise and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, they were—they had a bunch of people that were wounded and slowly dying, and so they'd move them out into the snow, and then eventually they ate some of them. Like, it wasn't like they were, like, devouring whole people, but they just ate little pieces of people to stay alive. Oh, Jesus. After they realized they were, you know, going to yeah. die. So, uh, but it's just one of those things, right? Just, I don't know. It's a rough situation to be in. Could I do it? I don't know. I sometimes just think about it. Um, I would probably... Eat my
0: upstairs neighbors. I probably games. think
1: about it, too, because I play so many games that involve fucking cannibalism. Last week, that game I talked about uh, Away Team, that had cannibalism in it, too. So it's just like, I don't fucking know, man. <laughs>
2: hey, man, it's it's what game devs are thinking about. It's what I put, they put in their games.
1: I probably have a lot of fucked up thoughts, too, because I read so many Aliens comics when I was young. I was looking at the Omnibus for that last night. Those comics are just... Just there's no comic feel good alien comic they're all fucked up about fucked up people doing fucked up things to other oh yeah people.
0: because it's just like it's the easiest most cynical thing
1: yeah in the aliens world humans are always a bigger threat than other aliens for yes. the most part
0: like because that's like that's the the sort of juvenile teenager this is what the story is really about man take away from like all from alien and aliens it's like the company is right. the enemy,
1: and so in aliens like the comics it's like ah oh, they're now they're using aliens to breed uh, steroids for soldiers and yeah. stuff it's like always and one thing after the goes other wrong yes and they're experimenting on people and blah 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 it's mm-hmm. always but it's it is it has it is very angsty like that that's the best way i could describe I all those comics. it because
0: a lot of it was done by like european comics writers like from the tradition of heavy metal like and that's the
1: kind it of feels so heavy course. metal yeah
0: like, the Dark Horse sort of, like, supported. That's the kind of stuff that they wanted. Yeah. Um, and that all of that stuff is very weird
1: and, and fucked up. And Yeah, just so, like the Predator comics and some of the early Star Wars The Predator too.
0: comics are more, like, there's, like, a protagonist that you can root for that might actually survive by the end.
1: Yeah, well, there was one series they did with a girl that was really fucking cool, which was the girl that went and lived with the Predator. Well, that was from
0: Alien versus Predator, I think. Um, she was like the, the that, leader of the. They colony. did
1: like a whole book series about her, and it was actually yeah. really cool because she was. She, she go to the. the she's co- a lady that one predator like. She like apparently fights the aliens really well, and she's like the only survivor. And in the end, this one pre- leader of the predators like, we won't kill you but you will come with us and she and then she's always fighting against other predators because they're like why is this fucking human here and she has to be like such a badass mm-hmm. but she has like the full-on dreadlocks and all that which shit they
0: now. sort of borrow for the first alien vs. predator movie in the end like they they use that conceit but they never really explore, fall it. fall through yeah. who, who yeah. was it in the first one uh in the movie yeah it was the black woman the black lead Ye- oh yeah the, the one that survived and she got like her little spear made from an alien tail mm-hmm. and like an ancient spear and like had like an alien head shield and, right right i can't remember not remember and they made the the mark on her cheek with the the acid blood yeah like, for the tribe or whatever <laughs> um yeah i can't remember her the the name in the comics but it's the asian woman that's like the co-chief of the colony yeah and she's she's one of the only survivors
1: and then she just becomes a serious fucking badass hunting aliens (laughs) on every planet and and it's amazing uh so before we get into xbox stuff james did you play anything or have you just been doting everything is dota Not really
0: enough there's a lot of watching dota yeah yeah that and
2: i work work is taking over my life this week dota
1: dota the international 19 million and counting
0: yeah, it'll be at twenty, I think, by tomorrow night, probably. Yeah,
1: that's interesting that like there isn't like a cutoff for it. You know that it keeps going. Oh
0: no, that, it'll it'll jump next week too. It'll probably go up like to twenty point five. So I, what's I, happening yeah. right
1: now in the international? By These are the, time people the group this,
0: stages are going yeah, on so, right now. So
1: this this is determining what this seeds the upper and lower brackets. So if you yes, yeah, so the reason and the no reason, one's going to go out during this.
0: No. No. Okay. But they can go into single games. The elimination loser's bracket? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: So those are the best of ones that will, yeah, if you, you lose, your, if you lose your, you're done.
1: So it, right. does, it does matter. That's what last year's winners People were in the People loo- did
0: eliminated the- yesterday because the wild card finals
1: okay. yesterday. yesterday. Right. Last year's winners were in the loser's bracket, right?
0: Uh, yeah. EG went to the upper bracket from the group stage and got knocked to the lower bracket at the very end.
1: Okay. So which is
0: sort of a trend for them.
1: Last year's winners, where are they right now?
0: uh coming into this tournament they actually weren't expected to do very well because Mm -hmm. like their performance has been kind of uneven and they like changed their lineup again like which is why they had to play into
1: all i want to know is where's fear playing uh fear is carry Yep, but he's Um, still on what and he's on on evil genius okay he's still eg Uh, Uh, and so
0: despite the fact that they were like every caster was like shitting all over them they're at the top of their group they're tied with they're 8-2 and two right now. They did not yeah. lose a game if, today.
1: If I wanted to root for North America, what is... Oh, Evil Geniuses is, is okay. the only... That's my only real yeah. DC
0: is also playing, but I don't think you want to root for them. Yeah, okay. It, but
2: it, the other, like, favorite team, at least with our group of friends, is MVP. Because it's the Korean team.
1: That
0: went really far last year, surprisingly. Yeah. But
1: and, what about the team from the Dota documentary? Do they ever... Na'Vi? Yeah, do they...
0: Na'Vi was looking really good going yeah. into this. They won, won Starladder. Yeah. Which was the last big tournament? And does What's His Face still play for them? Dendi, yeah, Yeah. Dendi is is Navi. If if Dendi quit, I have a feeling that Navi would disband their Dota team. Probably. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm just curious. I just I I um I watched the Dota documentary, so my that's literally my only knowledge of teams. The running
0: joke since Navi won was it TI two two or three? I think think it
1: was two. I think it might have been three. The documentary was two, I think.
0: Um. Anyway, since, like, they won their TI and, like, subsequently have struggled, it's all, like, the running joke has been, Navi is back. Yeah. And, like, they'll have, like, a couple of really good tournaments, and all of a sudden they'll fuck up. And, like, they had a really great star ladder, but they have been struggling in the group stages right now. But a lot of really high-profile teams have sort of been struggling in the group stages. Like, Secret having problems. Yep. uh, OG not performing as well as people expected. And they were, by far the favorite coming into this tournament
2: yeah the chinese teams are playing really well um, uh
0: wings in particular yep. is playing really well is there any russian teams in it there, there there's got to be at least like one cis team i feel like they, i, I did, just remember seeing TNC? a really hilarious
1: interview with no, the russian TNC team is sea so that's yeah.
0: southeast asia
1: there's like a team with the bears their symbol or something like that and i just remember seeing an interview with them and it what was, was the like, Empire. I don't know. It was like yeah. the most hilarious interview I'd ever seen because they were like, "Why'd you win?" And he's like, "We played good." VP,
0: <laughs> VP's logo looks kind of like a polar bear. Okay, that, that yeah. team's actually been disbanded.
1: Yeah, they're. In oh yeah, it was area. that. It was VP. What are they called? Like actually, uh, First, First Pro. Pro. First Pro. It was one of their dudes that interviewed, um, and it yeah. was like hilarious watching this dude. Yeah, interview.
0: their Dota team has been disbanded. I oh. think. Because oh. they did so poorly over so many lands this year. Yeah. Um, Damn. But, yeah, but
2: if you if, if yeah if games to watch are. Eg, some secret stuff, and then MVP because MVP like they play clown Dota. Aren't, aren't we
1: supposed to root against the secret though? Because aren't they just a, a team like made really to win like Ti? Secret.
0: No, I not so much now like because there's been so much turmoil in in team stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They're- I can't I can't hate on a team that has puppy on it. Yeah, Puppy is really good. I like Puppy a lot. And he doesn't seem like a total douchebag, unlike mm. some people on that team. A couple people on that team. Um, so, okay. We have friends that are super into Secret. Like yeah. Sam, who we play Dota with, is like all about.
1: Secret. I just like Fear because some part of me always identifies with the person that's the quote old person. <laughs> oh, like, and he
0: is. He is the old person. How uh, old is he, though? I think 28? He's 28. Okay. Which is pretty. For f- fucking esports, that's old.
1: I know. I know. It's just like, you know, it's just it's just always silly i mean it just feels silly silly even if i recognize that it, he sure. is
0: um fear has been playing out of his fucking mind Yeah, like actually a lot of eg has been playing <laughs> Dude, universe, phenomenally u- well Universes
2: has done like he's been playing some uh, he, he, he wasn't playing bad but he's they've been, been playing doing...
0: unconventional offlanes yeah um and doing really well like he is like the linchpin of their team fight
1: i want to see a comp- compilation by the end of um. ti of like of unconventional gameplay. Um, like, I love when people do weird gimmicks and stuff. That like, shit yeah. the,
0: I, I, But I honestly feel like... Uh, EG is really good with the universe like they were last year. But, like, the big change this year is the fact that they have Zai... Yep. Uh, ...is their new he's position just for their he's, new support. He's just um, so consistent. And last year, it was Owie2000, um, who they kicked <laughs> after the, the event. And then, and then hired back, back this year and, and then, then kicked, kicked. again. Yep. Um, but the way that he played is like, basically they would make a lot of space for him to farm and eventually become like another core, like another fighting character. Um, and it didn't always work and relying on him for initiation was a challenge. Um, and now, uh, with Zai, EG has something that they kind of desperately needed, which is a babysitter for sumail mm-hmm. Um, he's done some amazing plays to sort of keep Sumail from dying. Like, this emergency scene. weather report was brought to you by Oakland. Yeah, There's a fire truck. <laughs> yeah, going for sure. Across the street with an ambulance behind it. Um, like <laughs> so it's stopping right there behind us, behind me. Okay. No, it's going by and it's going to the old age home. Probably. Uh, um, womp. Um. Anyway, E.G.'s doing really well. Yep. I'm not getting my hopes up because E. G has a bad habit of <laughs> throwing. doing really well and then throwing really hard. I'll
1: keep the faith. Yeah. Uh
0: but this time next week, James and I will both be there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I leave tomorrow. I have to edit this podcast at some point tomorrow, but wow. I don't know when.
1: Uh all right. And then otherwise Batman. After you've been, okay, Batman came out, but and I have a code for that, but I'm having. I downloaded yet. it as well, but on what system? I'm also, I downloaded it well. That the PC yes. version is apparently so. Fucked. I probably will wait and see if they unfuck it, because honestly, I don't really care that much. And I mean, I'm hearing good things about it.
0: Actually, like almost nearly universally positive things about it. I've
1: heard some of the performances. I'm just a little, I'm just a little annoyed because I'm like, dude, Telltale shit has been janky for like four years now like no telltale shit has been janky forever and it's like at some point i'm just like over it i just don't have space for that
0: yeah no i think that's fair like i definitely like,
1: you know telltale games are the ones i can think of like i loved walking dead and stuff but there was definitely more than one instance of playing through both walking dead and wolf among us where i was on a forum being like how the fuck can i recover my save because it is now fucked up yeah like that's happened to me so I'm, I'm just having had it personally happen several times i'm just like dude they have their shit is whack yeah like they, they make really cool content that is fucking impaired by technical limitations they desperately need
2: like six months
1: six to six, six to eight months
2: to like re- polish just yeah. polish
1: yeah. yeah um yeah, I'll check out Batman. you should also check out uh, I really want to check out uh overcooked that's like a game that i
2: yes uh yeah, I mean, yeah I've it, seen a bunch of people tweeting about that that so. game
1: looks really cute and fun, yeah, it's, it's like a-
2: uh it's like a cooking simula- cooperative cooking simulator when there's always something, one more thing to do than you can actually it's a, do.
1: It's a lot like, uh, what was that game that everyone loved? Was it like Order Up or something like that? Serve Delicious? No, uh, it was like the one where you were like a, a woman and you were running a restaurant and you had to do everything. Like seat people at the tables, bust them, get, make sure the food was delivered after they familiar, ordered. I don't remember. It was like a really popular, very briefly, like in the like mid-2000s, like 2006, 2007, very popular like it was like I feel like it was might have been one of the first apps, and it was like a PC game and an app, and it blew up. Yeah. But then then it kind of like faded. But yeah, I don't I don't remember the name, but I have an idea what you're. I feel about like it was about. Order Up or something like that. But either way, Diner Dash. Sorry, it was Diner Dash. Diner Dash. It's a lot like Diner Dash in the sense, except now it's just in the kitchen, and so it'll be like the four players of you co oping, and it's like mm-hmm. we have to every you know you have to reach a certain points threshold, and we need to deliver burgers and steaks and soup, mm-hmm. and so. There's a conveyor belt delivering ingredients and as it comes down, one person will be like managing the stove to make sure shit doesn't burn. And they're like, I need fucking onions. Yeah. So that person has to grab the onion. Another person has to sit there and chop it and then deliver the onions. You're getting in each other's way. And, and when you're doing competitive stuff, it's even cooler because you guys are like stealing ingredients from each other. Almost
2: like fu- like dashing into each other it, like to fuck it, each or, other. Or like,
1: or like if they place their finished order down on their counter and they're not there to pick it up, you can run over and pick up their order and deliver it instead. Yeah. Like just like... A really cute like i increasingly i'm like oh this is a cute multiplayer game with a take where i'm not killing people like sometimes i'm like it's kind of a relief and it's like it's an i don't mind that it's competitive and stuff but i'm just like the mechanic of just eliminate the other person sometimes gets old and i'm like oh this is this is something where the goal is to like fuck up their sense of cooperation and i'm yeah. like i can get down with that so, <laughs> it's even more devious yeah but yeah, I'm it's. am into it uh, it's, it's cool. Yeah, it's a really cool game. It's published by t- Team Seventeen, the like Worms people, <laughs> which is interesting. We
0: also do Prison Architect now. I think.
1: Yeah, so they're you know it's cool to see other people getting into publishing. Speaking of other people getting into publishing, you played a Five Hundred Five Games. I did. Abzu. Abzu. Not
0: a, not a lot. Just like maybe half an hour. Um, yeah. Yeah, I played some Abzu. That is a very pretty game.
1: Yeah, it's from the art director
0: from Journey. With Austin Wintery doing the soundtrack. An early nice. contender for Austin Wintery of the Year Award.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was only like so-so about it, like on its look. But as soon as you said that he did the soundtrack, I'm like... Oh. It's very pretty. Um, And I think...
0: It is a game that is drawing very direct comparisons to Journey for reasons that I think make sense. Like, it is very much a non-violent, slightly it's in that vein. oriented game. Yeah. Um, the- very ethereal. That is thing. not super interested in getting in your way. It's just like
1: the hey, sort of man. hippie mitch Hedberg. enjoy some fucking swimming like, man you, you can fucking
0: meditate on the yeah, stone you literally can meditate on top of fish rocks. and
1: just watch fish swim
0: yes and switch using the stick between them there's
1: a big old fish swimming by why don't you just let him carry you somewhere yeah man. see where he takes you
0: we can just go it's that Hedberg. i'm not gonna follow my dreams i'll just meet him <laughs> later thing yeah yeah you're, you're definitely... like
2: you're like hanging out with the turtles and and finding nemo yeah
0: i it's just it's It's very relaxing, um, but it's very pretty, um, it's sort of just fun to navigate around so far, um, I'm playing it on PC, I, it's weird, because I hate being, like, the pedantic PC dude, but there are just weird options in that game, or a lack of options in that game as far as, like, settings, like, you can't change the audio levels, and it's really loud. Huh. Um. If you change the resolution, you have to restart the game.
1: But you can change how good the fish are, or something like that. It's uh, like a fish setting.
0: It's interesting. Like you can change rendering resolution and screen resolution separately. So you can. I, you I don't
1: can, even. What's the difference there?
0: Like you can oversample, or you can undersample. Um, like it has an internal scaling algorithm. That's. Yeah. Um, okay. So. But yeah, I like you. You swim around, and, like, you can hold on to fish and, like, let fish drag you around. And, like, you can, hold, like, I think later you make a friend with a shark and stuff like that. And it's just very laid back, and I will probably play more. I'm just not sure
1: when I'll have time. Is because... there is there, like, any sort of threats to you? I'm not sure yet. It I ask that because I have a really troubling time with undersea things that um, are mean. So
0: far, like, you're sort of digging up these weird little, like, Camera robot things that follow you around, and as I got to a new section, the shark killed one of them. Um, but I don't know if it's if it ever poses a danger to you. I hope not. It doesn't see. It doesn't seem stressful that way. Um, often, yeah. apparently, to its detriment in some ways, like it actually is so uninterested in getting in your way that it doesn't f- feel like there's much in the way of mechanics.
1: Any time in any game, I come up to a part where I have to dive underwater for the first time, and I'm like motherfucker are they gonna put a water enemy i don't in here? i also don't think you can drown it puts like drowning doesn't scare me in games but underwater enemies scare the shit out of me how how did you deal with the thing in uh inside oh yeah so that one didn't fuck me up quite as bad only because like i had a way to to deal with it mm-hmm. like i didn't feel scared by that because i knew that there was a way to be like stop yeah uh Whereas, like, in other games where all you can do is run and stuff like that, or there's, like, like for instance, even in Mario 64, there's a level where you have to dive down in the water, get the star, and there's a big sea serpent or yeah. eel. And all you can do is get hit by it. And because there's no way to hurt it or push it back, that, that actually disturbed me as a, mm. as a younger person. So, any, mm. like, Turok 64, when you would have to dive underwater and you'd fight, like, weird underwater frog things that, even though I had a way to kill them, it fucked me up because they could hurt me. I don't know. I just didn't like it so anytime i come to in everquest this is a talk to your therapist kind of in everquest thing. one time i fell off the boat that you would ride between continents and there was a zone between the continents and i fell off the boat and someone told me there's a random sea dragon that roams and i was so fucking scared
0: i think that there is actually no way to get out of the water in abzu like so land would be more scary than the water
1: is okay but uh like there, there was that cool game that looked or the game that looked pretty cool that it was like divers versus sharks at one point multiplayer and i was like yeah i was like no nah, i can't i'm not gonna do that, that. Yeah. unless i was a shark then i'd be all right but like if if i had to play as the person i'd be like nope quit auto quit, <laughs> <No> quit. <laughs> uh
2: actually I, I did play one thing uh i played the new the chime the chime game that oh chime did. sharp yeah yeah chime sharp it's pretty good it's good i like. The overall soundtrack less than I like huh. the original Chime. I, I mean, I like churches and Kavinsky like are are great. But there's like, the
0: that one chip tune track that I like a lot. <sighs> it was okay.
2: Like and I, I like chip tunes. I just wasn't overall and like
0: completely. There's a lot more music in this one than there was in Chime. Ch- yeah, there were like um, original time had like five tracks. Yeah, there's a lot more music in this one. There's a lot more changes from level to level. Like 100 percenting a board gives you a new board with the same song yeah um
2: uh i think the reason that i liked the original one more is that a lot of that was a lot more like chill music sure and this tends to be
0: like a lot more i think
2: it could be intense. harder
0: to know how you're doing with the music in this one like it changes yeah. but it doesn't feel as indicative of status mm-hmm. um as it did in the last one
2: yeah like but, again the phil glass song from the original chime it had such so many layers to it that like I I got better and better and then eventually when I started unlocking parts of that song that I hadn't heard before and like it was like it was like super like it was just a cool moment whereas this is just like all right well I've I've got to the ly- lyrics and the the so I'm
1: like there sure that's it for me okay Arthur why should I give a shit about an Xbox One
0: S um. I think you specifically have fewer reasons than a lot of people to give a shit about it. But if I'd never bought one... I mean, if you don't have an Xbox One and you don't want to wait until next year to get one, the One S is the queer one to get.
1: And you mean mean wait by next year to get the one that's actually teraflops, better teraflops. Yeah, like the
0: six teraflop machine.
1: Okay. Even though this has
2: a slight performance boost. Yeah, so,
0: like, the Xbox One S... In accordance with what I reported at E3 and was roundly fucking given shit for. It has a is, slight bump. Is more powerful than the Xbox One. Yeah. Uh, its power difference is somewhere in the neighborhood of 7%. Um, and frame rate difference in games is, is... Some games is showing to be 7 to 11% frames per second
1: in some mm. games but the game that drops down to 20 that could be really nice um it's more likely
0: it's more likely to happen in games that are not locked at, thir- at 30 but are like able to hit 60 okay. um what that also means is games that do resolution scaling to maintain frame rate will have to lower resolution less um which is in keeping with what i was told at e3 by rod ferguson about the way the gears 4 uses the xbox one s
1: it is smaller it is I can, I can see that. I'd um, have to see them side by side to really tell. It also looks smaller than it is. Yeah.
0: Because the body is like that cool robot white and I, I actually like the the material that it's made of. It doesn't feel cheap like cheap plastic like Yeah, I texture. I felt like the
1: original Xbox kind of felt a little cheap. But it might have been I mean, also so, so but it might have been it like. might have also been well, I felt like the Xbox 1 felt that way in particular, but I felt like it was also cuz it was so perforated with holes that it always felt a little flimsy to me. So like, I yeah so i held an original xbox today oh yeah and then i
2: was like feeling the plastic on that and i was like man this feels like it's heavy but also like you're tapping i was tapping on top it feels cheap it's like it's that like light it uh, feels like snes it's like an evil nerf
0: toy yeah yeah yeah, but um, still the one the S feels solid. Yeah, it feels like a, a solid monolith of consumer electronics. Um, so the body itself is that like robot white, which is cool, but it has a base attached to it that's carbon gray. But from a distance, you don't see that; you see the white, and it just looks. I'll
1: say, looking it at is. it, it looks uh, like the one of the least standoutish game consoles. Like it could be just sitting with a cable box, right? Like
0: yeah, and in a way that's actually more successful at doing that than the Xbox One standard was, i agree yeah uh, although that's sort of what they were going for but i just think that it looks it looks good it looks mildly sophisticated it doesn't look like it's trying too hard to be cool it's how many
1: usb like, ports it that it
0: has three it has the same okay. amount um, that's important but <laughs> if you want to use
1: connect it takes one
0: it takes one of them and, and then it also requires a two hookup Connect for windows adapter which which has its own separate power yeah
1: which yeah and I, I heard normal. you can get it for free but it's like you have to go through like a register you have to go through customer code. support okay uh
0: and ask them although generally microsoft's customer support for stuff is pretty fast
1: yeah i mean it probably um, is i got sleeves for my wii remotes back in the day and that was the same process uh
0: so that's kind of frustrating uh you can use a remote with it like a universal remote with the xbox one much more easily like the rf transmitter is much more sensitive um and you can use voice commands through a mic. Although fuck if I know who's ever going to do that. Cause now you have to say, Hey Cortana. So if you enable Cortana, yes, there yeah. is a way to disable Cortana and continue to use the existing Xbox voice commands, which oh, okay. I think that I might try to do because sometimes you said, Hey Cortana. And I tried to turn on right now. Um, <laughs> sometimes, and I don't know why it didn't, I like, there's some hiccup with the new firmware. I think, uh, sometimes it's very fast sometimes using cortana is very fast and sometimes it's really not like yeah. sometimes it just gets really confused
2: I, I think it wants to and this is i have no basis for this but i feel like it wants to do more like it wants
0: to like you know, oh you're are you asking me something more complex it, yeah and it is like because it like now literally everything you ask it it's connecting to the internet for a second to do like to it's do the bing stuff on what you're saying yeah mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to the Xbox voice commands for the Xbox one before it's like a which structure. are just like predetermined, like command phrases that are in the, the OS. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the same with the Xbox one and the Xbox one S like they both get the same update. Um,
1: yeah. So based on uh, this, I think I'll wait for Scorpio. Obviously my situation where so you have
0: faster, one, like it's, it's going to perform slightly better. Like gears of war four and, and, and forza horizon, I think we'll both perform better with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also it has, like, better wireless, which is how the the existence of it was leaked in the first place, was an SCC filing for the 802.11c AC.
1: What wireless. does the regular one have, N? Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, the Xbox One has 5 gigahertz N, uh, which is better than the PS4, which had 2.4 gigahertz N.
2: How many routers actually support that currently? AC has
0: been the standard for years now. It's been the standard since
1: 2013. You can buy a $60 or $50 router that has AC support nowadays. And it's a lot faster than N. Like, a lot faster than N. A lot Um, of people may not have the internet take advantage of it. Sure. Um, um,
0: So that's all fine. The new controller, which is right there, is really nice. It's just not as nice as the controller I usually use.
1: Yeah. So like, What is even in the new controller?
0: uh, It supports Bluetooth.
1: Oh, so you can use it with PC? Yeah, without a cable
0: or a tablet or whatever. Um, also, the texture on the back is different than yeah, the it
1: feels a little color. weird. And
2: I feel like the shoulder buttons are slightly different. all the plastic feels weird.
0: It it just feels slightly better made. I so I felt I thought it felt cheaper. Like, I see. I, I didn't I didn't feel that at all. It feels tighter to me. I feel like
1: the surface plastic feels a little cheaper, but the rest of it feels way better. I actually like the texturing on it too,
0: and the colors. It's the same robot white color that I I like quite a bit actually. Um, so. Uh, are you good? Mm. Do you need to take it? Um, sorry, Anthony's phone rang. It happens. Um, so it's got the new controller. It's got It's slightly faster. It's got the better Wi-Fi. Um, it can control your TV without a connect because it's got an RF blaster built into the console now, which it didn't before. <laughs> um, basically, it is better in every way than the Xbox One. Like it is a better console. It is a more power efficient console. It's a quieter console. In my experience, I think Digital Foundry did readings that said it was slightly louder, but I wonder if that's just like up close.
2: Yeah, because like, it like we've had it when we've been using it in the office. It's been pretty quiet.
0: Like my Xbox One playing certain games became slightly audible at a distance, and the Xbox One uh, S never has. But yeah,
2: yet to be seen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the actual like true difference for like things to come because... The reason that
0: if you had an existing Xbox One and were thinking about it, the reason that you would do it is the 4K and HDR support. Yep. Um, Which is... Like... As I talk about in my non-review, there were promises by Microsoft and Sony to bring 4K to the existing Xbox One and PS4 that they literally could not fulfill. Yep. um, Legally and hardware-wise. Because uh 4K as a spec has been constantly shifting over the last several years like it wasn't really nailed down until late until mid last year um so if you bought a TV that wasn't expensive up through last year you have a non non
2: compliant TV yeah non non compliant 4K like specific UHD or
0: not UHD yeah. you have UHD not SUHD yeah uh, which is the term for HDR support. Um, and H- H- HDR, for
2: people who aren't aware, is like a uh, better color profile, pretty much? It's,
0: so it's vastly improved color accuracy. Like uh, the Xbox One and PS4 support 8-bit color, which provides up to 16 million colors. Uh, HDR supports up to a billion. It's a 10-bit. Yeah, it's yeah. a 10-bit process. Um and the brightness difference is kind of absurd. Yeah. Um, the blacks can get blacker and the brights can get much, much brighter. Um, we, were
2: like, wa- we were watching uh, Kingsman today? Yeah,
0: Kingsman, and there were stuff that was almost painfully bright.
2: Yeah, it was like we were like, is that blown out? Like, And it, and it was a, a very bright scene. It's the, the church scene in yeah. Kingsman. But, and it's a bright scene, but we were also like, oh, no, it's just like the way that – they they re-rendered the movie because or like they re- did a color Re-graded it yeah. It just it it's so bright you're just like oh, okay this is what it would actually be like like
0: stand there and look at and it and so the difference there is that like stuff with hdr color like those brights are actually intelligible like you can see detail in brights that wouldn't exist in a standard definition range movie like something that would be more or less the white point of a movie on SDr like all of a sudden has all this information there that wasn't present before that you can determine like you'll see it in skies a lot, like mm-hmm. cloudy skies that looked to be monochromatic on one version of the film that become like sort of vibrant it's
2: like it's like seeing a true gradient versus seeing a like compressed gradient where yeah. like you in some gradients you'll see like banding uh, right
0: so that, yeah that's the other thing about HDR is that it largely Gets rid of color banding, which is an incredibly annoying artifact that I thought that the Xbox One and PS4 might get rid of, but they didn't. What is color banding? So it's uh, great. Uh, do you know what a gradient is? Yes. So uh, a gradient reproduce a smooth gradient reproduce on a eight bit monitor will show stepping between values. Like you, you can see, like al- be pr- al- almost hard lines yeah. in between the colors. Where it should be perfectly smooth, it's actually got like blocks of color um and even if it's a lot of blocks it's still not like a perfect gradient whereas like a, uh hdr is capable of near perfect gradients um from one value to another
2: so that stuff is all like again and there's gonna be a lot of people a lot of people who just will walk up and be like i can't tell the difference right which is fine like it, it's there um it, it just
0: so 4k the the thing with 4k uh is that a lot of people can't see the difference in 4K, and virtually no movie is edited and rendered and shipped to theaters in 4K. Yeah. Like almost every movie you see in a theater is in 2K. Yep. Unless it's an IMAX movie or an 80 millimeter print. Uh, and not only that, but sp- not only are they edited that way, but special effects footage is rendered at 2K, which is a quarter of the resolution of 4K. So uh, even movies that are being Converted to Ultra HD Blu-ray, which is a new format, like we were talking about before, like, those are upscaled, like, through software, like, to be 4K resolution, like, there's, like, data being made up. It's just, like, your TV upscaling it, except slightly better because a studio is doing it beforehand. Hmm. Um, And there are exceptions, like, Deadpool was mastered at 3.4K, which is almost there. Uh, And a lot of the effects were rendered that way. What is an IMAX screen at? That's around 4K. Huh. Um, and maybe 8k for the super huge screens. Um, but, uh, like Deadpool was edited in 3.4k and shot that way, but some of the effects were also done at 2k. So like there are effect shots in Deadpool that look noticeably worse than the rest of the movie because they're just soft by comparison.
1: Right. Um, That you may not notice on the 1080P thing, but, uh, because everything is consistent. Uh, the
0: Martian is the same way. Like a lot of stuff was shot with HD, but the effects were done in 2k. Uh, The Revenant is apparently like the complete reference disc because everything was shot on 6 and 4K cameras, and the intermediate was 4K, and all the effects were done in 4K. Um,
1: What a depressing movie to
0: have to use as reference, though. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, Very beautiful, though. Um, And a bunch of Netflix stuff is eventually getting. So, all of Netflix's stuff that's in 4K. Was shot in 4K and done intermediate in 4K. Yeah. And starting about a year ago, all of their effects are done in 4K. Like, that's in their contracts. Yeah. Like, with effects houses, that everything must be done in 4K. Like, the, 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 the basic uh, output provided by those effects companies needs to be 4K. So... And I assume that Amazon is probably doing something similar. So basically, Netflix is ahead of the curve on everybody. But not
2: not all those are enabled yet. Like, There's only a very few amount of, like, I don't think... Like, Deadpool? Most of their... Not not Deadpool, sorry. uh, Daredevil.
0: Daredevil's in 4K. Okay. Everything after, I think, the second season of House of Cards on on Netflix is in 4K. Except for, like, Marco Polo isn't in 4K for some reason. Oh, sure. I was thinking about HDR cuz there's some so stuff, there's some stuff that's coming that's coming in HDR later. Right. So yeah. for there's not a ton of 4K stuff uh which is fine because honestly most people won't see the difference in 4K like it's a lot of additional information. It's four times the resolution as 1080p. Like on the same screen, you're just not going to notice a difference from 10 feet away unless you have like fighter pilot vision. Uh HDR leads to a brighter dark like a brighter more contrasting more vivid picture that is more immediately apparent to people who see it. which is apparently like sales of tvs have gone up since people could see hdr televisions because unlike 4k they see an hdr tv and they're like holy shit that's like those are colors that you've literally never seen on a tv screen before
2: and it's not like the fakiness that you would see in like a best buy where they're just cranking the saturation up it's like it's
0: actual color yeah Especially with like deep reds and golds and purples. Um, There are some really vibrant, incredible greens and blues as well. Like, it's just like a much more sophisticated and beautiful picture that people can actually see. But as far as content, there's fucking nothing. Yeah. Like, the only Netflix show in HDR is Marco Polo. And there are a few other random pieces of shit on Netflix that are in HDR Uh, as like a uh, curiosity.
2: Adam Sessler movies are. Yeah. HDR. yeah
0: like the original sandler. movies yeah not Sorry. adam sessler Sorry. adam sandler, sandler. yeah I, one of those people we like very much and the other i we don't know uh <laughs> i invite you to guess which but anyway uh there's and there's like very little on amazon uh and so why are adam sandler movies in hdr because the they're because they're... they're netflix shot original films i wonder if Wee is an hdr uh... actually. um yeah it's a it's like Magnificent,
2: magnificent, magnificent six. Yeah, we don't care. Um,
0: anyway, uh, so there's very little HDR content like HDR Blu rays, Mm -hmm. like 4K Ultra HD Blu ray is at 4K and HDR. So, those are that is the best way currently to see HDR. Um, and it looks great, it looks fucking incredible, but there's just not the content there, and it also requires. Once you have the TV to do additional tweaks, like you don't just, you know, you can't just get the TV and be like,
2: all right, I got HDR now. It's like, no, you gotta, you actually gotta if turn If you it. have
0: a home theater, like you were totally fucked if you bought it in 2014 or before. Yeah. Because not only is that home theater equipment maybe not capable of 4K, uh, the, the, to use HDR, you need to have an HDMI 2.0A port. Mm hmm. Uh, which,
1: which means your receiver only, probably won't work and blah, blah, blah. The receiver
0: I bought in October does not support HDR.
1: Well, Um, it's a good thing you like to buy shit. I
0: really don't. I (laughs) talked about this on Twitter like months ago. Like there was a time when buying expensive toys was exciting and now it's just stressful. Um, when you were buying this TV, you and I were sitting, we're sitting on Skype as we were, you
2: were working on, you're figuring
0: out. Yeah. I budgeted. Yeah. Like I did a budget like for, for six months out to decide whether or not it was worth it to buy this TV. Um, and you like the TV you like I that. do. The the TV is great. Apparently James also liked the TV <laughs> because IGN bought one. <laughs> I we we were looking to buy one. You and piggybacked I, off my research, you <laughs> son of a bastard. Thank you. Uh I didn't appreciate appreciate yeah. your research. Uh so anyway, so there's the these awesome TVs. And there's fucking nothing to watch on them, and I think in that respect, like Microsoft is betting on the fact that advertising certain games as HDR uh, is something to watch on them. Mm -hmm. And And the first one will be Forza, Forza. yeah, and then Forza Horizon Three, which is a game full of beautiful light and color. Mm -hmm. So that actually seems like it would take advantage of it. Gears of War Four is the next one. And I, I mean, I'm curious to see like what the contrast difference is in that game.
2: Yeah. Um, so here, here's, here's like the weird fucked up part about HDR and especially for like the people that like you, that how they sell this is that you, you right now um, you can't see it. Like the person at home right now, cause you don't have an HDR monitor, you can't capture it. So right. You,
1: no. We can't show you what it like. Right, you, so you, and you can't watch a demo on your computer nope. of like, here's what video, so how do you show it? I mean, you, like, you have to go see it. You can mm-hmm. play an
0: HDR video on your PC, but your monitor won't show it. Right. Like, and I don't think there's capture equipment that supports it right now. There, I think that there is HDR compatible capture kits. But once again, when you capture HDR footage, who the fuck is going to see it? Yeah. Like the only place that HDR can be shown is showrooms or people's houses.
1: Yeah. Or, or it sounds, r- like yeah. sounds like the type of thing that Matt Changeney and his ilk would do. And then we'd be like, why?
0: Right, it's kind of like 3D even, except you don't actually have to do a bunch of stupid shit to see it. Like, it's just there. Yeah. Um, Oh, and the other thing about HDR and 4K is that 3D is not part of the spec. Mm -hmm. Like, 3D is no longer part of the Blu-ray spec. Like four K ultra. And four K TVs don't
1: come with they're
0: not hey, we also support three D. Some do. Like some actually do. Like the most expensive Samsungs do. And actually uh they use the four K screen to do true passive three D. Oh, where it's doing two images? Yeah, where where you can wear normal non powered glasses and just watch a three D movie. Which is great. Except nobody's fucking making 3D movies. Anymore.
1: Yeah, my Vizio TV has 3D, and I think I watched something in 3D one time. And I was like, now these glasses go in a box, and I've never looked at them I'm pretty again. sure
0: I've got three pairs of 3D glasses behind my entertainment center, just laying
1: on the floor. Yeah, never done it.
0: Um, watched Avatar once. <laughs> I mean, there's some stuff I watched. Like, I watched Dread in 3D, and I watched some other stuff in 3D. And that was fine. Like, But it's <laughs> not... We've talked about 3D on this show. Matt likes it, but I think that it's like a total fucking waste of time. The, only, uh,
1: the I actively avoid going and seeing movies
2: in 3D, yeah. if I can avoid it. The most exciting thing about 3D in the last year has
0: been the MIT project where they're like, hey, you don't even need to wear glasses. Yeah, that would be interesting. I actually The, the funny thing is theatrical 3D has gotten a lot better because a lot of these theaters are getting brand new projectors mm-hmm. that are so insanely bright. That the biggest problem with 3D, which is dimness, is is mitigated completely. Like, yeah, I saw Finding Dory at the Grand Lake Theater in 3D, and it was fucking incredible.
1: I didn't see that in 3D. Um, I like I said, I've avoided a lot of 3D. Yeah, it's, I don't think it's important.
0: And post 3D conversion has gotten a lot better.
2: Like That's even still, if, it's, just it's
1: still
0: not great, it's but stupid. Um. So anyway, I. Like the Xbox One S is like this where if the Scorpio had not been announced, I think everybody everybody would be like, oh shit, it's the 4K Xbox One. Awesome. Yeah. Like it does HDR. Like you can see 4K Blu-ray movies, but with the Scorpio on the horizon, it makes it a difficult thing because it's not a transition from one thing to another. It's like, this is just the new Xbox One. Um, And I think that. As the new Xbox One, it's great. Like It's superior in every regard. I would probably buy one because I'm fucking desperate for stuff to use on the new TV that I have. Which is hilarious because the reason that I got the new TV is because the One S was coming out. And I was like, well, if there's going to be a bunch of fucking HDR games, like I need to now be able to see what those games look like. Um, but if I didn't have this one, I would buy it. And I would be annoyed at myself next year when I bought Scorpio. Um, I would say that I think that there's every chance in the world that the F- PS4 Neo, or whatever it ends up being called, will support both 4K Blu-ray and HDR. Yeah. Like there's literally no reason why it shouldn't, especially now. Like that the Xbox One S supports it. Yeah. So it's not like it's going to be the only HDR compatible console.
2: And you, and you said the upscaling is pretty good. Uh, on the, on the uh, TV. Oh,
0: my TV's upscaling is great. That's yeah. one of the reasons I got it.
2: Um, which should make sure even if you buy one of these, these TVs for the, your Xbox will for your existing stuff. Yeah.
0: Like the, this, the reason I got the Samsung instead of the Vizio P, uh, aside from the fact that I don't trust firmware updates to add features and HDR support on the Vizio P was only half implemented, uh, when I was doing my shopping, although they did release the patch this week. So good for them. Uh, is that it handles 1080p content a lot better? Mm-hmm. Like it upscales stuff more cleanly, and also it has a TV tuner. And there's no 4K cable uh, in our market right now, but there is f- over-the-air 4K. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I think that there are good reasons to buy it. I think that you would be well within reason not to want to get an Xbox yep. One S. Like, I think that if you are at all practical and can wait, then you should wait. Yeah. You, but if you have a 4k HDR TV, I don't think they're a practical person.
2: Yeah. I think it, I think it's one of those things. It's just, just like waiting for the new video card. Like if there's a new video card spec and a new, uh, processor spec, you kind of have to wait for everything to go at once where you go, okay, it's probably not now time to upgrade when everything is like there rather than doing like
0: half measures. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, like if you spent $3,000 on a TV, I don't think that you give a shit about spending $400 on a console. That's true.
2: That's um, still a decent amount of money it for, is, for yeah. someone
0: who can spend that money. I mean, and uh, I, I, the other thing is that like prices on 4K HDR TVs are dropping. Yeah. Like they're dropping a lot. Like the price on this TV has dropped about, it was on sale for $200 off when I bought it. And since I bought it, the price has dropped another $300. Hmm. Like 100 a few days after i bought it and another 200 since then and it's the i got it back yeah that's good yeah i i spent a lot of money on amazon so (laughs) amazon took care of me
1: yeah tvs are that's i always i mean you know as i know you know because you agonize over fucking research but it's like it's always annoying with technology because you're always like fuck man when is this gonna like you know have some fucking crazy price drop or something like that uh and the vizio p series definitely had that effect
0: like they they were so aggressively priced and so good for what they cost that no one can charge an absurd premium for their 4k hdr TVs anymore unless they're an oled screen um they're just Otherwise, they just get blown out by Vizio. And, yes, there's a stoned idiot outside of my window.
1: Oakland. Oakland. Not any city. (laughs) Bro. That was a whole lot of talking about HDR and screens and stuff.
0: Yeah, that was, like, my whole weekend was, like, looking at this thing and fucking calibrating it to HDR and, like, doing blue filter calibration. Like, and... Figuring out what I could or couldn't do, and like confirming that my fucking receiver doesn't supports four K, but does not support HDR, which yeah. is insanely
1: frustrating. Man, well, yeah, video games. Now you guys are off to the international. You're going too, right, James? I am later leave, next week, leave, leaving on Thursday next. Well, week. when's when's the actual like finals? Yeah,
0: Uh Friday Saturday.
1: Okay, so. You'll be there for the quote good shit, or at least the epic finale. It's all
0: good shit. I, yeah, I mean, like last year was fucking great. Like the yeah. thing I'm hoping for this year is that there's not like a, a DDoS on the tournament like there was last year. Yeah, like because that definitely delayed things by hours.
2: Uh, the yeah, I'm looking forward to not staying up till 4 a.m. in Germany because I was at games. I'm not going to Gamescom this year, so I'm actually
1: well. Able to- Gamescom,
2: yeah, yeah, really was it that bad for you. Yeah because they they were playing
1: yeah it, it, it's eight hours ahead I think eight oh that's what you mean during TI oh, for yeah. TI I thought you were talking about work I was like oh, Gamescom no. the work never goes that late
2: oh no 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 but I would stay up because like, I wanted to watch EG like in the finals oh, well, that's your
1: own damn fault oh I know and, uh, Gamescom's awesome that's yeah. like the most fun I ever had going to a game yeah. convention
2: yeah it's a it's a weird thing this year there's not like a lot of conferences or anything like that so
1: yeah um all right. Also
0: a lot of security. Yeah. Like uh, a lot of additional security. Because yeah. of the shit That's been going on and no no Europe. fake weapons, which is like
2: that was always a show where I'm like, that could be real. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, chances
0: are they're far less um, like really thorough bag checks.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's tough with the uh, that's going to slow things down a lot for a conference that has like 60 or like 150,000 people. Yeah, that's right? why we got is. out ahead three, of it. three, three, 300,000. Yeah jeez i mean that was the most like people who have ever been to comic-con or pax and like man this is crowded it is nothing like gamescom no okay like, i
0: when was the last time you were at comic-con
1: it's been, well i went to the new york one last year I, and it was crowded new york comic-con is not comic-con it well new york comic-con was still like disneyland person to person you just walked in a swarm but gamescom is like that everywhere because there's like 300,000 people or whatever. It's I like, think,
0: like, Gamescom is bigger than Comic-Con, like, because it's just, like, a bigger venue. Yeah. And, and like, it, to get to the other, like,
2: they're not even halls. They're, like, these massive... The hallways, uh, yeah, massive hallways. hallways. The, yeah, the main hallway is terrifying to walk through, because mm-hmm. everyone's trying to get to a different direction, and, it's, and there's just, like, no order to it, and then walking through it with tripods and camera bags. It's a,
1: it's a rough place. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't know. I to be fair, I haven't been to regular ass Comic Con in a long time, and I know that that's fucking crazy. You I don't always are hear- missing out, honestly. Like, I don't either. When I hear about the way that's like, I had to line up at five a.m. I'm like, nope, all that yeah. stuff. Anytime, like, fuck all that
2: noise. Yeah, going for work versus like I have the one like day I've ever had just to like be a fan and be at Comic Con. I'm like, man, this sucks. It's all like you have to wait in line to buy something, or you're waiting a lot, like a massive line to go to panels,
1: and it's like, not, I'd. I, I like working that show, but uh, I do not like. Yeah, like waiting in the line to buy something that to me already is like annoying enough. Like even at the international, you know, like yeah. how they have their booths. Like, so the best thing about this year is uh, you can
2: only pre-order and you schedule a time for you to go pick it up.
1: That's nice.
2: Yeah, so you, you yeah. schedule like an hour block where you're, you're able to go pick. Instead it up. Instead
1: of waiting an hour in line to mm-hmm. go there and then only find out that your first two choices are sold out or whatever. Yeah, and, Fuck and all that.
2: And they were very much just like, no, we we don't want you to miss games, so if you come during these certain hours or like in you and if you pre-order like way ahead of time you got like more emoticon charm It was like they rewarded people for like hey go watch
1: the games and then pick up the swag and then leave go watch the games and eat concessions because that's where the real money fucking is at churros. so the fucking churros are really good i um, keep
0: forgetting about the churros even but, though i'm like the one who introduced the churros to the group to, to brian specifically yeah
1: <sighs> all right well i guess we should wrap this motherfucker up Blah, blah. Um, go on with their lives. Good luck at Ti. Uh, <laughs> enjoy being around millionaires. So the fucking
0: the winning team takes home like eight point eight million dollars. It's year. fucking ridiculous. Which is like three million more. I, like I sh- two and a half three million more than last year. I still think it will hit uh, uh twenty one. Like I, I will see
1: for their digital tickets and getting your items. I imagine it's the same tiered shit, right? We hit this tier now, everyone gets this pet, and
0: no, I, it's that's already happened. Well, oh, okay. actually, no. Like if I did, it cleared last year, right? So we got like that extra shit. I think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't that I don't, already I don't, happened. Whatever. Yeah. Um, they just released the the battle pass and compendium stuff later this year than they did last year. It was about like a month later uh, in comparison.
1: Huh. Yeah, but people can still buy it
0: oh yeah that's, that's good. what i'm saying
1: that's what's still driving the 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 purse oh yeah that's so good all right well if you're interested you can go pay for that purse but otherwise <laughs> just go watch the games on twitch that's what i'm gonna be doing you fucking silly people <laughs> uh we should have lots of games to talk about in the near future so yeah uh join us real
0: soon join us Nomansky.
1: Nomansky. Yeah. yeah yeah join us again for uh rebel fm next week find us on twitter i'm at chuff money arthur's at aegis james at james underscore faulkner and uh, matt's at talking orange you know where the fuck we work so go out there and don't buy amiibos and go fucking pay attention while you catch pokemon and i swear to god if i have to wait for you to open the door because you're looking at your phone i will kick you in your back i love you i'm out Someone's like, towards the door, because they're like, I'm just like, I will kill you.